What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. They are NFL champions. The Seattle Seahawks have won Super Bowl 48. As part of our nonstop coverage of the NFL, this is Softy's Weekly Visit with Kevin Harlan. He's a bulldozer. He's a beast. Brought to you by the Emerald Queen Casino, the betting capital of the Northwest. He was like a pinball banging off buddies. A 23-yard catch and run. Come down to the beautiful EQC Sportsbook to bet, watch, and win all season long. It's a touchdown. It's a touchdown. It's grabbed by Curse. On Sports Radio 93.3, KJR FM. The rain has started again. 29 to Philadelphia. Seattle down by four. Third down and 10. 33 seconds left. Shotgun snap. Three man rush. Watt throws long pass down the far sideline. Caught over the shoulder. It's grabbed. Smith and Jenga. Touchdown. Touchdown. Seattle. Touchdown. The Seahawks have taken the lead! Ah, baby, here we go. What an honor to talk to one of the premier broadcasters in communications television history (laughs) from the NFL on CBS, the NFL on Westwood One, the NBA on TNT, and one darn fine American. It's our buddy Kevin Harlan, courtesy of the Emerald Queen Casino. Kevin, fresh off calling, Drew Locke going 92 and putting the Seahawks on his back and knocking off the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles on Monday night. You heard the call right there on Westwood One. How are you, pal? I'm doing great. You know, the the best picture I saw was after he had thrown the pass. I think he was looking over at Geno, right? And they were kind of doing hand, whatever they were doing, like little signals and laughing, and they caught each other's eye. But I did see one picture where he was looking up into the sky as the rain is pelting, uh, you know, going through that face mask and hitting his face. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure there may have even been a tear in there of just, like, he's had a long road. That kid, you know, he was a good college quarterback. He was a fairly high draft pick in the NFL. It didn't work out in Denver. He's traded. And, and then, you know, Geno, uh, you know, erupts and becomes what he's become over the last couple of years. This kid was kind of getting lost, and to have a game like that, as any player in his position would, they, they must have just felt like, can you believe yep. what has just happened? You know, on a, on a national stage, like everybody's watching that game, the ratings had to be through the roof, and 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 he becomes the the story. Yeah. I I don't know him that well. I've only interviewed him a couple times when he was starting for Denver, and we had the games for CBS. Um, he's a Kansas City kid, so I've kind of followed his career a little bit, being from this area. Then he went to Missouri, and he was a terrific college quarterback. But, man, oh, man, what? Like, like if you wrote that as a movie, people said, ah, come on, that's not going to happen. But it did. It did. And, uh, and they're going to live to play another game, those Seahawks. And yeah. who knows with this wacky season where they're going to end up. But that win may be the, the linchpin of them getting in or not. Well, it could be. I mean, you got you got the Titans, Pittsburgh, and Arizona the rest of the way, all winnable games for the Hawks. And, you know, realistically, a 10-7 and 7 record is not out the door at all. But, 
I got to ask you about the other side for a second. What is wrong with Philadelphia? I mean, they had that stretch run there where they knocked off Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and now they've lost three in a row, and they just look terrible. Well, I'm going to say you know something that that you know people really have been bringing up. Some have, but they lost both coordinators from last year's team. They're now head coaches in the league. Yeah. One at Arizona and one at Indianapolis. Right. That's a lot. That's a lot of of corporate knowledge and brain drain uh, to your staff, and to try to replace those guys with with someone at least close to being that or that if they if they're lucky is tough. And they they're having a problem with their defense clearly, and that's why Matt Patricia was starting off as a defensive consultant and now. Is calling the plays, and and so that is a change, and it's never good for a team that some people are picking to go to the Super Bowl again to change their defensive mindset, you know, this late in the season. But sure enough, they're doing it, and um, and then offensively, I, I just I, I don't know. Hurts always looks like he's hurt, not to not to play off his last name, but he always looks like it's an ankle, a shoulder, something. Yeah. He doesn't run sometimes like a guy that's fully healthy, and maybe that's just the way he runs, and and he. He's great at doing it, but I, I got to believe he's a little beat up. Um, and um, I, I don't know. I, they've got the running back. Swift is as good as any back in the league. They've got the receiver. He's, he's got over 12, 1,300 yards. Um, you know, they got Goddard, and, and, and they, they like what he can do. And he was injured, but now he's back. And so I, I don't know. I, but but, I, but I'm going to begin with the two coordinators leaving. Yeah. And that's a hard position to fill, and I would say part of it is that. Well, going back to Drew Locke, Kevin, Kevin Harlan again with us, courtesy of the Emerald Queen Casino, the entertainment capital of the PNW. Uh, Before the last drive of the game, Drew Locke in the passing game had done nothing. I mean, you were there watching the entire thing, and then he goes 10 plays, 92 yards, including the game winner, and a great throw to the sideline to DK Metcalf. So now there's some folks in Seattle who want to start and live in a quarterback controversy. And I guess I'm one of them, all right? I mean, Pete Carroll's already come out and said Geno's our guy, but if you're a fan of this football team, Kevin, uh, who do you want to see starting Sunday versus the Titans? Well, you know, I I, I respect both the quarterbacks, and, and clearly Locke came in there and did an incredible job, and all he's done is enhance his future in the league. So, you know, if they go back to Geno, I, I don't fault Pete at all. I, I think 10 out of 10 coaches – would probably do that. Now, if Gino struggles and the team is, you know, really, really wavering here a little bit, you know, then it's a different story. But I, I just because he was injured with the groin, uh, I don't think that's a reason you lose your job. His numbers, uh, you know, were, were, were fine. Um, he's, he's not changed considerably since last year. Say what I would do is I throw a Metcalf about every play. Right. Now, I don't think he's a good, I don't, I don't think he's a, I'm not, he's not a, like a quick, Twitch, quick hit guy. Yeah, he's he can be a long distance. But man, oh man, you throw the ball in his direction, brother. He is. Woo! I, I, I saw what he had. Fifty-one catches going to the game against uh, on Monday night. He had fifty-one for the season. He should have a hundred and fifty-one. Well, I hey. throw to that guy. All, I I would throw to him all the time. Welcome Get to him the in club. Space. You're preaching to the crowd. God, I, I don't. I mean, wow, that guy, there's not another guy like him in the league. There, he's like T.O. He's, he's got the body and the build, the athleticism. And, and if you put Terrell Owens' uniform on him, you'd think it was Terrell Owens, who, by the way, is in the Hall of Fame. So um, my point is is that 
that looks like an asset that man I, I don't, has he been injured like I, I i can't figure out what what the deal is i'd go to him but but all that being said you know Locke now has got great confidence which is what you want in your backup gino's going to get in there i think he's going to pick up where he left off and 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 i i, I think that they're, they're going to finish the season strong i think this empowered the team i think they feel like if we can beat this team we can beat any team in football and they've got winnable games coming up so they're going to give this a shot. And I, and and by the way, you know, I know we talked last week. You you said this, and I, I when we hung up after we talked about Pete Carroll, I kind of thought about it. And I go, you know what? I I I just I've never really thought about him leaving because I he just he sounds like he always does. I think he's doing all the same stuff he is. The players like playing for him, from what I can tell from afar. Now I'm not there, yeah. like you are in his backyard, but but you know the head coach. The head coach's number one job is to frame the game and get the team as a team emotionally and mentally ready to play. He's not in there with X's and O's. He's, I mean, he may, he may contribute here and there, but he's, he's ducking into the special teams meeting. He's checking in on the third down meeting in the offensive playroom. Like, like he's doing that. But the head coach's job is, is to get – he's not calling plays. Those are the left coordinators are calling the plays. Not like Andy Reid. He's not, not calling the plays. His job at this stage is just getting the team ready to go. I saw a team that was really ready to go, well-coached, prepared for a desperate Eagle team that's one of the best teams in football. Uh, the Eagles, look, that was a huge loss for them. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. And, and, and even though they had clinched uh, the day before without even playing a playoff slot, they, got big, they had big aspirations. So for them to lose – the Seahawks gave them everything they could handle, and then some, as we saw. So I'm thinking, uh, I think that, I don't know if it's a head coaching deal here. I, you know, and they're they're a young team. They got young players. They got you know they got the, the nice leadership where they need it. I, I, I let let's let this thing play out here. And this game, this win, could do a lot for the rest of the season. Well, I do agree with that. I also believe that Pete will walk away on his terms uh, when he's ready. I also think he'll have a massive, massive hand in picking the next head coach of the Seahawks because I think Jody Allen and Burt Cold and the entire ownership structure front office trust him immensely with that job. But we got some job openings around the NFL, including with the Chargers in L.A. I mean, have you heard anything about Jim Harbaugh, Pete Carroll going down there to L.A., back to his roots in Los Angeles? What are you hearing about the, the Charger job down the road? Well, you know, the, 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 the best thing about that job is you got the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and and that is that you check that box right off the bat. I think every head coach, the first thing he's going to say is, what kind of draft capital do we have? Where are we drafting? Can I get a quarterback? Can I trade for a quarterback? Do we have cap space? Um, but the number one thing is, What's our quarterback situation? Well, they've got the quarterback, and they play in, in the nicest building in the league. And you're in L.A. Now, listen, you're not on the radar. You're about the seventh most important franchise there. It begins with the Lakers, then the Dodgers, and then it goes down, 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 down. And then you get to the Chargers, about five or six in terms of importance in that city. The Rams are more important. They won the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So the Rams are more important than the Chargers. But the coaches don't care about that. They care about, am I, do I have money to spend what kind of drafting do i have you know what am i inheriting what's what's the big and they listen they've got they've got a couple playmakers on defense they have a shutdown corner and defensive back they've got um, um a, a decent enough running back they've got the quarterback 
They've got a left tackle. You know, there's a lot there to like. It's a better job than Chicago. Hmm. They got the, they got all these things in place. And and I, I, I you know, this, I, someone said the other day to one of the Spanos people that run the team, well, you've got this, you know, you got this um, narrative about you that you're you don't spend money and you're cheap. And the guy says, you know what? I I don't understand that. I like wh- how how can they? Po- we just paid this quarterback the second richest quarterback contract in league history. Right. We're not cheap. Like, so, so <laughs> I'm anxious to see where they go. I, I know that, that, that was, those are his words, not mine. Right, and that's right. what, that's what pundits is, you know? So my, my point is, is that that's a pretty doggone good job. That's a pretty good job. And, um, I, I think a lot of, I think it may surprise people, you know, and they live in California, listen, you got the taxes and you got, you got all the stuff, but, uh, but, but the, all that being said, um, that's a heck of a job, and and with the, and the quarterback makes it there number one. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, you're in L. A. and you got Justin Herbert, so there's uh, there's worse jobs in the NFL for sure. Kevin Harlan's joining uh, us you're right. you're on right. the radio show from the Emerald Queen. What is going on with a Dallas Cowboys man at home? They look like the '85 Bears on the road. They look like the '92 Seahawks that went two and fourteen. What is going on in Dallas? Well, uh, you, you've, you've, you've capsulized what their problem is. They can't win away against good teams. And they were thrashed by San Francisco. And they were killed by Buffalo. Right. And this is when they're, they're feeling awful good about themselves uh, after their win over Philadelphia the week before at home. But uh, you've got to win on the road. And I don't know if they're going to win the division or what they could. Uh, we've got three more games to go. Um, but uh, you know, if they're not the number one seed, they're going to have to play on the road in the playoffs, and they're going to go probably to San Francisco again, and that's going to be mentally that's going to be a huge hurdle for them to go through. It's funny we got Miami in the AFC, which is you know has gotten the kind of headlines with MVP possibles and Tyreek Hill and Tua Tagovailoa, and we've got the Cowboys, and they're they're the everybody's headline. And yet these teams have got a real Achilles heel and that Miami can't beat a team with a winning record. And they beat all the teams they're supposed to be, but they can't beat a team with a winning record. And the Cowboys are struggling on the road and are a completely different team. At home, I think they've won, what, 15 straight, and their their plus-minus is uh, their point differential is 171 plus 171. Like, it's unbelievable. So I I don't know. It it shows you – there's no great team. The best team might be San Francisco. Um, and I don't know that they're great, but in this NFL, the way it is now this year, they're in, in, in 2023 terms, they're great. But I don't know if they're a great team. And if you widen the lens and look at, you know, dominant teams over the last three, four decades, uh, but they're good. And, and they're, they're proving to be probably the best team in football when healthy right now. All right, before you go, uh, I'm not even going to attempt to play where will Kevin be for TV on Sunday. Uh, are you working on Christmas Day? There's three games Christmas Day. Are you working? No, we're, we're down in Tampa. We got uh, it's a battle of two first-place teams, actually, the Jacksonville Jaguars leading the South and the Buccaneers who lead the South uh, in different conferences. And it's 4 o'clock game, so uh, – I'm going to hope that a certain flight is delayed 
um, <laughs> after that game that I can get, catch a flight home. Otherwise, I'll leave the next day. Got it. And because of the uncertainty of my travel, I can't do a game on, on Christmas Day. And, I and actually, I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather not. Of I'd course, rather. of course. Well, listen, best to you and the family. Uh, love having you on every week. Cannot thank you enough for uh, for taking time out of your out of your busy, busy day. You're a, you're a real big deal. And, and to hang out with peons like us every week, <laughs> we really appreciate that. So Merry Christmas to you and the family. Best to the wife. Best to the kids. The grandkids. Enjoy it. And uh, we will – actually, I'm off next week. Uh, so Dick Fain, I'll have you next week. I'll have you guys talk. But uh, can't, can't, can't thank you enough, man, for everything you do for this radio station. Love you, buddy. Uh, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Have a wonderful start to the new year. I hope Gina's feeling better, and I uh, miss seeing you on Monday, uh, but uh, but we will connect, and you will buy. So that I, that is, I look forward to that. Done. Yeah, good. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> I, I know I know times are tough for you, man. I got you covered, baby. Kevin Harlan's <laughs> with us. We're going to break. A lot more to get to uh, right here on 93.3 KJRFM. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.